where nobody knows your name is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. Hello and welcome to Where Nobody Knows Your Name, a Cheers podcast and the end of season three. A little announcement as to all the platforms we're available on. They include Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts and Radio Public, as well as our main platform, Anchor, where we host all of our content. I'm James. And I'm John. And today we're talking about the season three finale. We made it. All the way to the end of season three. And it aired on the 9th of May, 1985. Now, there's a lot of stuff being building up, particularly in the last few episodes, but what happens in the cold open? Oh, yeah, we get Coach, don't we? Coach is back. He's come back from a few trips, I think. He's been away for the past few episodes. And uh, does an old friend come into the bar? Yeah, it's someone who recognised him from his uh, playing days. A friend may be a bit of a stretch. I thought it was another baseball player. Either way, it's someone who uh, Coach knew back in the days, of his old baseball days. And uh, Coach is, he describes him as well as the most amazing man in the world which is high praise he's talking to the guy and he's like he's totally blind his nickname was the blind man but he could still hit a few home runs <laughs> this bar patron goes no they call me the blind man because i sold venetian blinds uh, during off season <laughs> and he says how did he find the doorbell and then when he's leaving the bar um carla comes over and says to coach like i think he can see as well as we can where he sort of looks wistfully into the sky and sort of gestures with his hand and goes Carla, in some ways he can see more. I should say as well, this episode was written by Ken Eston and directed by James Burroughs. And I, I don't even think we mentioned the episode title, James. This episode's called Rescue Me. Rescue Me. It's a, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but is this not a well-known disco song? Um, I've, I have no idea, James. So maybe that kind of says, gets rid of maybe the well-known bit and maybe says just disco song. The title comes from the song Rescue Me written by Raynard Minor and Carl Smith. Well, how, how does it relate to this episode? Who needs rescuing? Diane, possibly. From where? From herself. Uh, Sorry, no, from a, almost from a life with Frasier. <laughs> from, from a life with Frasier, possibly. It's up to interpretation, I'd say. Okay, well, we'll remember that, and then by the end of the episode, we'll uh, figure out our interpretation. So as we go into the, the sort of main episode, there's an A and B plot, Diane and Frasier, as you mentioned before, and then another one set in the bar about kind of, I suppose it's sort of responses to what's going on in Italy. Diane and Frasier have gone to this nice restaurant where Frasier has decided to propose to Diane, uh, which... Well, well, not nice, world-renowned restaurant. <laughs> it's, it's one of my favourite scenes in Cheers so far. All the scenes in the restaurant, it's just fantastic. <laughs> so your favourite scenes in Cheers so far aren't in cheers i said one of them uh I think <laughs> what it's, an insult uh, to the very, show james <laughs> no I, I think it i think it's very well written is this one <laughs> my other favorite scenes are the ones from diane's apartment <laughs> <laughs> i love the establishing shots <laughs> but maybe, tell, tell us why it's one of your favorite scenes james because there's a lot of great jokes in there well they go to this world-renowned restaurant called luigi's except luigi's not there because he's dead frazier's trying to make it a very romantic meal because he plans to propose to diane the waiter is trying to serve them and keep up the best despite everyone all of the restaurant staff mourning we uh, bury him this morning uh is this table satisfactory 
You buried him this morning and you're open for business? Yes. Uh, it was one of Luigi's last wishes. <laughs> Would it be easier on you if we left? No, 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 no. The uh, 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 new man is a very fine cook. He uh, study under the world's greatest uh, chef. <laughs> Well, uh, we're very hungry. Uh, can you recommend an appetizer? Uh, yes, the calamari a Luigi. <laughs> Farcical, almost. Reminds me of Faulty Towers to some extent. Oh, it is a bit Faulty Towers, especially in sort of like that dining room scenes. I think it's, uh, Fraser wa- walks in, he's reserved the table and he's expecting a very busy atmosphere and the place is just yeah. ghost town because no one's there. Because, yeah. Welcome to Luigi's. Our uh, world-renowned chef, Luigi, would like to welcome you personally, but uh, he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Gets me every time. I've got to say, Martin Ferrero, as the waiter, did an incredible job. It carried the whole scene. And throughout the episode, we revisit this uh, dinner back and forth, and it's, yeah, gets worse and worse. But what you did mention was uh, Fraser was planning a proposal during this meal. He does propose, and Diane's a bit bit flustered. She goes, I've just got to, got to freshen up. She goes to the bathroom to, to call Sam, doesn't she? That, that's what she's done all holiday. Called Cheers. <laughs> I called Cheers from the Alps. I called Cheers <laughs> from Luigi's. It reminded me a bit of, um, of First Dates, the kind of reality show. Is that what you call it? Um where on, on dates and quite often people leave the table, uh, go to the, go to the bathroom and then call their friends and they're like, yeah, it's this guy, you know who my sister dated? And you're like, oh, <laughs> awkward. So as you said, um, Diane rings Cheers, but what's happening in Cheers? Sam's got an answering machine, which people are, oh, they're amazed by. Cliff does talk us a, a little bit about <laughs> some of his uh, phone etiquette. That he's talking about how he was girls on the phone. And he says he did his little oh, icebreaker joke. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> where he pretends to be, this is quotations, a cute little pervert imitation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that now. A heavy it breathing was... and all. <laughs> all right, Cliffy, what was your little icebreaker joke? A cute little pervert imitation I did. What? what? Not pervert, you know, just more like an obscene phone call. You know, heavy breathing and all. Oh, Ma roars at it. <laughs> Hello, Natalie. What are you wearing? <laughs> you want to know what I'm... Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Tomorrow you're all going to be using it. Well, that was... um Creepy. That was, that was nice. That was, yeah. <laughs> do you know what it reminded me of, though? Didn't Fraser do this in, like, towards the beginning of this series? He did. But, yeah, he called Diane up and she just goes, Hello, Fraser. <laughs> doesn't care. <laughs> but I think he says even, like, the exact same thing. Like, what are you wearing? I think he says the exact same thing. But it just shows that, you know, Fraser and Cliff, almost as insane as each other. And that's saying something. Just one's got a doctor. They're not the usual crowd, are they? The gang at Cheers. But what else is happening in Cheers? You, you said that Sam's been setting up his answer phone. Because all the women, they keep calling and he keeps missing their calls. But he does manage to pick up the phone for when Diane tells him that she's been proposed to. Sam picks up the phone and asks something along the lines of, been dreaming about me again just had to call her now it sounds like he's joking but there might be some truth in that there sam actually i was calling to talk to everyone chat a little tell you how nice the weather's been 
how romantic Europe has been. Oh, yes, it's been very romantic. The kind of place that makes a man lose his head and propose to a gal on a night such as this. That's oddly specific, Diane. So are you going to say yes? You think I should say something else? No. No, you don't think I should say something else? Or... No, you think I should say no? Yes. Yes, you think I should say yes, or yes, you think I should say something Diane, else? Diane, congratulations. I'm, I'm very happy for you. I think at this stage, he's realised that Diane and Frazier are together, and he's lost her. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And he says, make the choice that makes you happy, basically. And she goes, fine, I'll marry Frasier. And Frasier's set up the whole thing. Fine, then. Frasier's set up the whole thing. He's already like planned it all in, in Florence, I'm pretty sure. He's booked the whole thing. Oh, that's that's nice. Or is it, James? It has the potential to be nice. What about what, so, what about Sam? Sam Diane? Will they, won't they, James? So, well, it will, it will answer that question, possibly. Now, throughout the rest of the episode, Sam's mind is a bit distant, isn't it? He's thinking about other things. And Carla goes, now, Sam, don't you dare. And he goes, no, I wouldn't. wouldn't. Hey, Cliff. You know a lot of nonsense and other stuff. How long does it take to get to Florence? And he goes, well, Sam, uh, depending on your air resistance, uh, maybe this time. And he's like, all right, I'll go now. Now, while this is happening, the dinner has ended where Diana's said to Fraser, she'll agree to marry him. And, you know, they go off because they weren't served any food. Obviously, Fraser gets uh, quite irritated when the bill is presented to him. The bill for what? Exactly. <laughs> to which the waiter replied, Sir, I am not interested in squabbling with you on this night. Here, are you satisfied? Go back to Pittsburgh, USA. Keep your money for your cowboy boots and missiles. You're right. He does carry the, the whole scene really well, the waiter. You say Martin Ferrero. Martin Ferrero, yeah. like the chocolate. The Ferrero Rocher. That's it. Who else is in this episode? Well, we got Martin Ferrero as the waiter. He was mentioned. He also appeared in Mash, Mok and Mindy. Joni Loves Chachi, Different Strokes, Happy Days, Hill Street Blues, Miami Vice, Jurassic Park, and The X-Files, among many others. He also previously appeared in the uncredited role of a photographer in Season 3, Episode 15, King of the Hill. Oh, so he's already been in Cheers. James V. Christie as Dan Carelli, who is the blind man. He also appeared in Kojak, Columbo, Raging Bull and Matlock, among many others. Uh, Nikki C, Nicholas Colosanto, also appeared in Raging Bull. I suppose uh, Diane returns to her table and accepts Frasier's proposal. Off they go on their merry trip around Europe. They're not going to make it to Florence, are they? They decide just to get married in like a smaller village. Yeah, because of car trouble. Classic car trouble. I reckon it was probably like a production thing where they're like, we booked this really nice estate. Do you know what? I guarantee they didn't film in Italy, James. Because you just told me that the Italian waiter was a photographer in like 10 episodes ago. Yeah, I don't think it was. They went to Italy well, and did casting there. I, did auditions <laughs> in Italy. <laughs> well, I think they should have. <laughs> I'm disappointed. So that's why I think they, they said they were going to do, uh, in the script, it's probably like, oh, I've booked this really nice place in Florence and then went to budgeting for the show and went, oh, we, we can't go were there. Were you expecting Pavarotti to show up <laughs> well, as a guest star? <laughs> do you, know, you say, you say <laughs> the place that they, they said that they were going to get married, yeah, I've actually been to. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been outside of. I didn't actually go inside. <laughs> I ate some ice cream outside of it, but I was expecting to see. 
<laughs> I was expecting there's a really nice gelati store just opposite. Uh-huh. Really, really nice. Yeah, that didn't appear. And what's the name of this place? Either way, we would recommend the gelato there. Uh, Marino Estate in Florence. Ooh. Because I, I was like, I've been to Florence. I wonder where it is. I think the budget couldn't stretch and they couldn't fly anyone out because they ended up just in some garden. It was a very nice garden. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's no Italy. I mean, you say it's no Italy, but it, we see their wedding ceremony and the priest is speaking in Italian. Oh, oh, wow, yeah, three episodes ago, he was a drunk in the background. No, the priest. Yeah, not, no, 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 not... all of them are just random extras from previous ones. Just, <laughs> oh, just cobbled it all together. <laughs> hey, Al, you speak Italian, right? <laughs> Do you know what it is? It's actually the same garden that they uh, filmed those scenes in, like, episode one of this season when Diane's in the like, hospital. It could well be. <laughs> just wrapped it all in one day. <laughs> We're filming the season opener and the finale. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, should, I should actually say, yeah, um, but- this is pure speculation on my part. Uh, these aren't facts. <laughs> just send this to the listener. Snack on those speculations. I'm just feeling um, like there's going to be like a Wikipedia edit, and it's going to be like reference, and then just a link to our podcast. Yeah, you can reference us if you like, but it doesn't mean it will be true. <laughs> that takes me back to my teaching days, John. Um, you, you can write this down. It may not be correct. Good luck in the exam. <laughs> So yeah, I think it's quite a nice ceremony. I suppose you you can describe it, James. You've set the scene really well. There's some lovely gardens. There's an yeah, Italian it's, priest. It's a, it's a lovely garden, Italian priest, uh, Orthodox priest, I believe, speaking beautiful Italian language. Diane's in a lovely dress. Fraser's wearing a suit. It's all going very well. And the priest, I'm not going to say it in Italian because I, I, I don't know, but the priest, I assume, asks Fraser. Do you take Diane Chambers? And that's the one part I did understand because it's in Italian. Then I then I heard Diane Chambers, and then I was like, Ah, yep, I know this bit, and I know what's going on here. And then Fraser responds in English, I do, and then it goes to Diane. You know, classic classic weddings in sitcoms they do this where she goes, I, I, and then you hear Diane, and it's like, What's that? And off in the distance is is a wild Sam clambering over the walls. Really far away. Like in The Graduate. Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Robinson. Did you say like in The Graduate and then quote the Simpsons parody of... The Simpsons, <laughs> yeah, I did, I did. <laughs> the thing about that, like, I don't know, in my, in my mental head of that, that wedding scene in, in this episode, I feel like there was a really long shot of Sam running from really far away and it was just one really long shot. I don't think that actually happened. But that's just how I picture it in my head. Like a really long shot, just waiting for him to reach the altar. <laughs> just just Fraser just tapping his watch going, come on. A bit like that. Oh, yeah. I thought this scene was really weird. Because oh. well, Sam comes over and he goes, don't marry him, marry me. And basically everyone just goes, <laughs> okay. And I was like, is this the end of the season? Sam, you. <laughs> Fraser basically just goes, yes, I agree. And I'm like, what? <laughs> um... <laughs> It was all very odd. Like when it when it started, I was like, "Oh, okay, this is the wedding." Wow! And then Sam came, and I was like, "Oh my god, plot twist!" Uh, and then when Fraser went, "Okay, Sam, I I agree, you two are better together." Um, I was like, mm, "Okay, bit unexpected, but I don't know what's going on with Fraser." A serious hint I got that it wasn't as expected was when Sam carried Diane off and she goes, thank you, Sam, I can't wait to spend, you know, my life with you. And to make it work, you could still be with other women. And I was like, 
this isn't real. This is a cunning ruse. <laughs> that, that's when we get the reveal that it was actually a dream. But up until then... Oh, so I... Sam's been dreaming about Diane again, huh? <laughs> I thought it was actually happening. And I was like, this is a very weird... Imagine if they didn't get renewed. <laughs> that was the last thing you saw. <laughs> but of course, this was a dream sequence, which means yeah. none of it really happened. Yet. This isn't the same inception, John. What are you, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> it, was, it was Sam's dream, which is what prompts him to go, Cliff! Give me the facts. I need a plane. Again, this is speculation because I can't remember. But I want to say he did like an 80s cop slide over the bonnet of a car across the bar. Like Magnum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just ran straight for the airport. <laughs> just got some bass playing in the background. <laughs> I suppose we can mention some of the other guest stars who took part in that dream sequence. Dan Caliani as the priest. He also appeared in Philip Marlowe, Private Eye and Falcon and Crest among others. We also had Susan Case, who is a stewardess upon the plane Sam catches to Italy. This was her last film or TV role. She also appeared in Knight Rider, The Right Stuff, The Fall Guy, and The Master. I do have some tidbits. There's some Italian film posters that we see in the background. After Diane hangs up on Sam's answering machine, which is what happens when he's on the plane, Diane calls and basically goes, Pick up, pick up, come on, Sam, do the right thing. Because she's, you know, feels the pressure building on her to, to marry Fraser well, or not. Diane's logic um, is, if if Sam's decided that he's going to come and stop the wedding, he'll be on a plane and he can't pick up. She's right. And if he if he picks up, that means that he doesn't care about her and he's still in cheers. And of course, what happens is she's calling Sam's answer phone answers with the pre-recorded message saying, hi, it's mm-hmm. Sam. And then she hangs up because she's realised that oh, he, he doesn't care. He's, he's still in cheers and he doesn't want to come and stop the wedding. Answering machine. It's Te- technology, James. It's the villain of the piece it's, of this episode. It's judgment day. Judgment day. <laughs> While she hung up on him, or the answering machine, behind her is the Italian poster for The Empire Strikes Back. When Diane has hung up, Frisia goes, no, no, dear, the, the car won't start. I don't know what to do. And Diane goes, well, why don't we just get married here? And uh, Frisia goes, okay. <laughs> which a bit odd but sure we, the last thing we see is Sam Sam on the plane and he just goes <laughs> and the stewardess goes are you okay sir and he just goes yeah just, just got a bit of a chill and yeah he, he could sense it he could sense Frisian and Diane agreeing to get married then and there the stewardess goes okay well let me know and Sam goes yeah, yeah I'll let you know if I need anything because he's a bit sleazy that's how the episode ends. Big cliffhanger. There's the trivia bell, James. You know what that means? It means we have to learn Italian. Well, I hope not. Look at all this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope that isn't a reflection on your questions, because I'll already tell you now. I don't know the answers. As mentioned, Nicholas Colasanto also appeared in Raging Bull. But what was his character's name? Uh. Tommy Como. Uh, in this episode, <laughs> Fraser thoughtfully arranges all the like arrangements for the for the wedding. But where does he um, arrange the wedding to take place? Merino Estate. And like I said before, there's some uh, lovely gelati shops around the corner. And also, there's there's a lot of, of good stuff to do in Florence. I, I'd recommend it. There's some really yeah, good don't, galleries. Don't, <laughs> don't just go there for the gelato. <laughs> you'd like this. Just, there's some really good sandwich shops as well. What was Dan Corelli's nickname? Um, in the episode? Yeah. Uh, Other than the blind man. 
How can I think of the blind man? It's uh, Fancy Dan, shortstop, Topeka, 1947. Well, all of that was one nickname. Oh, it's how, to, how he tried to jog coach's memory. When Cliff is uh, saying about the sort of flight plans that Sam could take for his trip, uh, he said, um, you should be fine unless you run into the convex of currents created by the Aurora Borealis. Um, <laughs> how does uh, Carla um, sort of quip off this? Aurora Borealis at this time of year <laughs> in this part of the country. Look like the Charlie within his play. <laughs> I believe it's your roaring Borealis. What do Diane and Fraser order at Luigi's? The chef's special? It's a calamari alla Luigi and a bottle of Chianti. It's also served with a side of waiter's tears. And that's going to be our special for today, I reckon. Ah, that's a final call. Last call at the bar, James. I don't know why I sounded so surprised. <laughs> it's been it's been 70-odd episodes. <laughs> why did I sound so surprised by that sound? It's always a surprise. <laughs> what, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's a wrap on this season but of course we'll be back in two weeks for the review of the whole season 25 episodes worth of season three as we can probably say from uh, the beginning of the season we had crane on the brain at the end of the season with this cliffhanger episode sam's definitely got crane on the brain as he's mid-flight mm. hopefully gonna stop a wedding maybe hopefully gonna stop a wedding maybe what a <laughs> What a tagline for the end of this season. I guess uh, we'll have to toast to next time. Uh, what, what, what was ordered from the restaurant, here, James? Uh, we need two of them. We need two calamari alla Luigi and a bottle of Chianti. I say, well, I'll have the Chianti, but I'll also have a chicken Diablo. That sounds amazing. I think I'll have the calamari alla Luigi, because now that Luigi's, Luigi's gone, I want to honour that. <laughs> you can raise your calamari as we uh, sign off for this season. <laughs> And uh, should we have a salty pint, James, just for old time's sake? Oh, good salty pint. Salty from all of the waiter's tears. We'll be back in two weeks for the season review, but stay on our social channels for some more content and some surprises next week. Until then, thank you for listening. This has been Where Nobody Knows Your Name, a Cheers podcast. <laughs>